0: You are now tuned in to Midday with Manny.
1: This is Midday with Manny. Welcome to the podcast, Craig.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you. I'm glad you messaged me.
2: Me too. This feels good. It feels right. Just right. Just feels right. You know?
1: (laughs) So
2: how was your ride in? Uh, it was good, man. It was uh, very easy. It's like basically one road. Um, you just hop right on,
1: because 25 goes into a road and then becomes highway.
2: Yeah, 25, it's like highway on this Bridgeport end, and then uh, <laughs> it uh, basically turns into like a local road Winds through Trumbull and Monroe, and then gets into the Newtown. Are you
1: from Connecticut
2: <laughs> Yep. Um, I am from Ridgefield. I lived in Ridgefield for... 29 years, and then we just moved to Newtown a year ago, but uh, I'm a Connecticut native. I mean, I lived in New York until I was about five, but I don't even really remember that, so.
1: So you were born in New York and then came here?
2: Yep. All right, so what pizza's better? Uh, it's a tough call. These are the hard questions. They are. This this ever, really they really are. It hard-hitting is. Hard-hitting journalism. New
1: pizza or New York pizza?
2: I got to say, um, my favorite pizza is probably Stanford pizza from... Uh, Colony. I don't oh, know if you've ever been to Colony that or is, uh, what is, is it, it? Rico's that, that hot I oil pizza. Just
1: had Rico. Oh, oh, oh I went there I had hot oil, bacon, mm. and sausage. You can't go wrong.
2: Dude, that shit is it should be illegal. It's mad. I love like Itch. the paper oh, thin so mm. crunchy my brother I'm like super jealous of him he lives right next to the, the Rico's that's in Norwalk so he gets it uh, constantly I
1: have a buddy who works for the Stanford post office he literally lives around
2: the corner from the Rico's Guy, you couldn't keep me out of that place if I lived no. close enough like, but if Rico's
1: is listening sponsor the podcast <laughs> <laughs> send me pies Rico's
2: Pizza the best in the world best in the world send me pies <laughs> give me free pizza hot oil only
1: <laughs> you got any brothers or sisters?
2: I do I have one older brother uh, Evan he lives in Norwalk um He's a, uh...
1: That's the Rico's bandit. He should bring his Yeah, he is too. the
2: Rico's bandit. That's the guy. Um, he's awesome. He's, like, my best friend. Um, he works in junk bonds, basically. A, What's
1: the uh, age difference? Two years. Um, two years? Okay.
2: Like, 25 months almost to the day. But, uh... Yeah, we've been very close. Um... I guess, uh, you know, everyone goes through the patch, like, when you're in your high school years where you're, yeah. like, fucking Tom and Jerry with your brother. But uh, once he went away to college, that was, like, it. Like, well, I guess the separation
1: really just was it. And then ever
2: ever since then, like, me and him have been extremely yeah, tight. Yeah, me and
1: my older brother went through that, too. He moved to Florida. We're 10 years apart. And, like, when he was here, the age difference was, like, because when he was in high school, I was, like, a little kid. When I yeah, was in yeah. high school, he was, like, a grown man. Right. So now that, like, I'm out of high school and out of college and all that stuff, we're, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a lot cooler now and he's like super supportive in the comedy
2: yeah I found that like once at least for men like once you hit like 18 you're at your mental maturity level is like topped yeah, out that's so it. like once you're 18 you can get along with someone who's fucking 72 or 35 like or you can be friends your... with an
1: 8 year old or an 80 year old yep. it really does and you find matter.
2: that like from different work environments and shit you work with people who are all sorts of different ages and like once you're a mature male adult, if you have shit yeah, common, I, like, women do,
1: I think women just hate each other. They all just fucking hate each other. Like, you know? like, like, I think once you hit, like, 80, I think they're just like, fuck it. We're all... we're all, Gravity doesn't like us anymore. We're all just yeah, the same. Yeah, pretty
2: much. Pretty much. I feel like women are, like... It's like behind-the-scenes nastiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, with men, like, if I had a beef with you, me and you are going to swing on each other, and then we're going to get beers afterwards. Yeah. You know? like, women,
1: they're going to get wine. Yeah. And then leave the I fucking hate that bitch
2: yeah exactly they're I mean, gonna act like susie they're gonna pretend to be her friend <laughs> for fucking five and a half years waiting for the perfect moment to strike you know what i mean <laughs> women are malicious they're they're horrible they were,
1: they were, and they remember everything every fucking thing it is scary everything you get into an argument with your wife and she's bringing shit up from eight years yeah, ago. she's got
2: my greatest hits fucking always on play you know what i mean so I'll, be, I'll be like oh I'm like super pissed about this And she'll be like oh you remember back in, in 2014 when you did that I'll
1: be like oh God. Remember in wait, remember we were at the beach and you took look a little Too long of a stare at that girl walking exactly. by Do you remember? Exactly. She was wearing the red bikini yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, My wife's awesome though I, uh, How long you guys been married? Just six years this past June Okay alright How about you and your wife? It hit
1: seven on Monday Damn. Yeah.
2: Damn. That's a good run. I'm glad
1: I remembered because that would have been awkward. <laughs> Had she heard, she's like, "Oh, did you have to hesitate there."
2: <laughs> It'll be really embarrassing if you forget anyway, and then she listens to this on Wednesday.
1: This <laughs> is on Wednesday. She's like, "Oh, that's so what you, you get do." And break. then you forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you admit you forget. <laughs>
1: uh. So, you've only been doing comedy for a few months.
2: Yeah, I started, uh... Probably around April? And then, uh... I started doing the Stress Factory open mics uh, here in Bridgeport. And then, uh... Started doing a couple mics. I did the one in So with, uh... Cody Marino. Big plug. Cody Marino. Open mic Wednesday nights. South Norwalk. Um... Good mic. That is a great mic. And then... You know, I, I linked up with a couple guys. Uh... Nick Scopoletti and Greg Alprin. Um... Nick was, like, my first friend in comedy. Like, I remember I was freaked out when I went to the Stress Factory. I didn't know anyone. I was, like, fucking... I was pacing around my house literally all afternoon just practicing this three-minute bit that I had worked up. And I was so nervous when I walked in there. I went to the bar, and I got, like, three beers. And sat down (laughs) all, like, in the corner by myself. And I was like, this just isn't healthy. And then I could see, like, on the other side of the room, like, who the comics were. You know, these people have notebooks and shit. And you can tell that they're, like, kind of in the same... Vain as me, so I was like, you know, what, let me not be weird, and I just fucking went over. and Nick looked like the most normal guy there, so I just sat down next to him, and it's like it's cool if I sit he's a, here. He's such
1: a treat. He really is.
2: He's a delight. Um,
1: you haven't been to the secret in a while. He's got a new thing where he grabs every comedian's ass and he gives you like a sense of like it's gonna be all right. <laughs> like I'm not if, even if I bomb, Nick got me. <laughs> like he just That's, walks up, just gives a nice little cup, yep, and then just walks away.
2: Nick is one of those guys. I loved him like right off the bat. He was like a good friend from like the
0: Yeah tenth minute. Like really easy guy to get
2: along with, real chill. Um, and like very supportive guy, especially with the comedy stuff. Like, you know, if you have a tough night, if you fucking bomb, Nick's like, dude, you're funny. Like, stop. This happens, you know. And he always stays. He always stays. He always he stays. watches everyone. He's got the good comedy etiquette. And that's like I feel like it's, that's that's kind of one of the, one of the things I got to work on personally. Um, I feel really bad about it, but after I've done my set, I'll fucking go out grab beers. I'm like in and out of the room a lot, which I feel yeah. bad about because um, it's really. I feel like it's just kind of an unwritten rule And yeah, open yeah. mics you should stay and see everyone's shit. And, but like, at least you don't leave.
1: Like, I yeah. think it's weird like when people like go to an open mic and especially if they bring people with them and then all of a sudden like they get off and then you see like 14 people get up and leave and you're <laughs> yeah, like oh yeah. well i'm just gonna go fuck myself in this corner for the next three minutes
2: yep i've only really seen that happen once i was at the stress one time and it was it was my second time doing an open mic and i absolutely fucking bombed and uh there was this one lady there and i don't i don't remember her name it's like an older black lady um a lesbian all of her jokes were about how much she liked to to fuck her girlfriend and uh, she was trying. She looked like Little Richard. She had like this rhinestone like suit on, and you know, like straight Jerry curl. And she came out and did this whole like, song and dance, and basically the whole they went on for like six, seven minutes. But it was just her dancing around with a song with a fake, and it was white. It was like a stretchy fake penis that she pulled out of her oh, fly. I was
1: so mad because I heard about that the <laughs> day after, and it was the one time I'm like, I'm not gonna go to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was, it was a sight. Like it was, you know. I, I, I laughed for sure, but I mean, it went on for. You know, the whole thing was probably seven minutes. I would say it was like six minutes and forty seconds too long. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you see the cake guy at Stress? Because I heard there was a cake guy, and I feel I'm mad I missed that too. So apparently, some dude just goes up and he's like, "I want chocolate cake," and he acts out the Matilda scene where the fat kid had to eat the cake on the stage.
2: <laughs> I never saw that. <coughs> one did, of my like, favorites. two weeks in a
1: row, and I'm like, "Fuck!"
2: Miles Mortali, who's one of my one of my favorite local <sighs> comics. I love Miles
1: i got
2: to get him on here. Yeah, you do. He uh, he was doing a mic, and he had this whole thing set up, and he wrote all these notes. He was doing one of those things where you have it written on cards, and you yeah. flip them down, but he wrote it on, like, paper plates, and no one could read it because the, pa- the writing was just too small, and everyone was, like, shouting, like, for, you know, the first minute, like, we can't read it. <laughs> and then he just bailed on it, and then all he did was take his shirt off and started whistling um, Just a Friend by Bismarcky and drumming on his, like... Gut and his tits, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was like the best thing that happened that night. I, I, after the show, I like you know, gave him a hug. I like friended him on Facebook. <laughs> it's like you're the, you're the fuck. It's like you're my hero. Now. I was <laughs> like to take it to take a bad situation and be like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck like, it. I'm gonna <laughs> say I'm just a friend. This is what I'm gonna do. And apparently, he's done that again since then. <laughs> That's like his backup, his That's backup awesome. bit. But it's great. There's some weird stuff I've seen at
1: stress. I saw a dude come in with like a horse. Uh, costume, mm-hmm. and he like goes on stage and he does a bunch of horse puns, and like they were kind of hitting, kind of not. But what killed me was he had his boys in the crowd also with horse masks on, and they were fucking cracking up. <laughs> they were just in the back going, it, it was so fucking funny. It's <laughs> like great. I've never seen anything that funny in my life. That is awesome. Like he. Oh. That was awesome, and it was like some. I think they came from like Massachusetts or something. Okay. And they were like, "Yeah, we just wanted to try this out."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mass people are really funny. I uh, I went to college in New Hampshire at Franklin Pierce College. It was right on like the very southern border of New Hampshire and mm-hmm. like Western Mass. Um. And basically, like I don't know, seventy-five percent of the school was from Massachusetts. It was like a local school, and. Uh, these people are animals. They really, they're really hilarious. They're like some of my favorite people in the world, the worst sports fans in the world. Absolutely. Boston sports fans. you are relentlessly horrible people. Um, I think them
1: and like, Philadelphia
2: fans, are yeah, like, on yeah, par. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And uh, you know what I've actually heard, and they like pulled this, I think this came from like ESPN or like a reputable like sports um, fucking company. But they said uh, that Maryland, University of Maryland has the worst fans in, like, all of any sport. That's crazy. Which I've, uh, I would definitely believe. One of my college roommates went to UMD for, like, a year, and he was a dick. And, like, he used to show me, <laughs> he just, used well, to show me videos of, like, the chants that they would do at the games. They would do, like, the, you know, like, the, nah, 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 hey, but then they would drop a, you suck. So it would be like, nah, 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 hey, hey you suck! And the whole friggin' stadium would chant this like, at, at the <laughs> other team. Like, they're horrible, horrible people. Like That's insane. But, uh, yeah, Philly fans are also really bad.
1: Well, I mean, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus, so. Yeah. That's top of the list for me, for sure.
2: Exactly. Like, the,
1: the entire city of Philadelphia is a naughty list for life.
2: They really are. And I, I, feel, like, uh, I feel like Always Sunny in Philadelphia has really kind of painted a, a really very realistic picture of what the people of... Uh, Philadelphia are you a fan like, of that show I like that show
1: it's like hit or miss
2: for me like yeah, I watch some
1: episodes and I'm like this is really funny it's falling and off a little bit then I watch some other ones and I'm like ooh not it's so been on for like, a while man they got,
2: I think they're on like their 13th season or something that's, like that. that's a good run longevity is good though yeah Danny DeVito's the fucking man he is he's of longevity that guy's been around
1: it's so funny because i remember years. watching him in Matilda and I'm like wow that little girl is so tall and then I went, oh shit.
2: Yeah, He's very small. No, no that's an appropriately sized child. And
1: that is a very small man.
2: He's like the same height as uh, his wife, Rhea, Rhea Perlman. Yeah. Who's, who's another gem. She's been off the map since forever. I watched Canadian Bacon the other day, though. She's in that. That's a great movie. Biola. John Candy. You ever seen Canadian Bacon? No. Are you fucking kidding? No. I think it was John Candy's last movie.
1: When I put that on the list. Two. I got like three more days of vacation. I got time.
2: Dude, you gotta get on. It's only like an hour and a half. It's uh right, it's in. great comedy though. They like it's got Alan Alda, you know who he is, from MASH. Yes. Um he plays the president and they basically like stage a, a fake war against Canada to boost his ratings <laughs> as
1: a president. took <laughs> <laughs> so going after you Canadians. Yeah.
2: It's uh absolutely Was hilarious. the war over
1: Canadian bacon? Because I have a problem with Canadian bacon.
2: No. It was all uh I forget when it was over. It was like fabricated though. There was it was like based around Niagara Falls though.
1: I'm sold. I am sold. I'll watch it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a classic, but you gotta watch that too. Did you always want to do comedy? Um since I was in high school, yeah. Um I've always been kind of a, a class clown type. And then when I was probably about fifteen or sixteen years old, and my best friend this good Mike. I've been friends with this guy for thirty something years, but he uh What's just told secret? me one day. What's, it? what's the secret? What?
1: For 30-year friendship. I feel like people always oh, ask we've that. had
2: we went through, like, a. there was, like, five years where we, like, hated each other. Like, people other. always
1: it's talk like, about, like, oh, what's the secret to a long marriage? But, like, friendships... It's, it's, tough. it's crazy to make them last that 30 years.
2: Yeah. Um, it takes work, and it's tough now. Like, we hardly <laughs> see each other. Um, just because we both have kids. I have three kids now, and he's got one. Um, and then I moved out of town as well. That doesn't really help the situation. But, uh, I think the secret to that is you've both got to be like type B personalities to have a really long friendship. <laughs> if you're both kind of passive and chill, um, it just kind of works because, uh, you know, if you're both just kind of <laughs> letting shit glide, you can both kind of tread yeah. on each other a little bit and move along, you know?
1: So, like, you haven't talked to him in a while, or seen him in a Um, while? If you guys hang out, is it just, like, you hung out the day before?
2: Oh, absolutely. We, uh, yeah, we are just, like, fucking around, making the same jokes we made when we were, like, ten, you know? Um, but yeah, he told me when I was, like, fifteen, and I still, it's, like, it's funny the shit that you remember, and, uh, it's like a Fred Rogers thing I'm gonna get into here, but, like, words really (laughs) stick with you when you say stuff that's either really, really mean or really, really nice to people. They remember that shit, like, forever. Like, yeah. I remember when I was, like, a freshman in high school, I was sitting in my history class, and, like, a bunch of the girls were telling me how hot they thought my older brother was. And I was like, yeah, great. Like, it's just uncomfortable for me. <laughs> you know, like, what, what do you want me to say? You know, like, yeah, dude, he's fucking smoking. Like, Thanks. nice, and he's got a nice hog, too. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. And then this, this one uh, girl, Alexis, uh, was like, you're cuter than your brother. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey, how are you? Yeah, what's going on? But it stuck with me. I still remember that to this day. This was like 21 years ago, and uh, that stuck with me. And I remember when I was about 15, my my best friend for, at that point, probably almost 10 years, but um, he told me, he's like, I've never met anyone except for you who's, like, destined to be anything. He's like, you're destined to be a stand-up comedian. He's like, I've never met anyone who's just more perfect for that. And uh, it only took 20 years for me to actually get <laughs> on a stage. It's
0: better
2: late than that. <laughs> but, uh but I got there, and like, people told me over the years, they're like, you know, you have a, a gift of gab and a funny way of looking at things, and uh, finally one day I was like, you know what, like, what do I have to lose? And yeah. I just went and got out on the stage and went to the stress factory, and that was it.
1: So the stress was like the first place you performed? Yeah, the
2: stress was the first place I went, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's got a place in my heart always because of that. Yeah. I like the stage I like that compared to other mics because they actually have it's set up like a comedy show you know what I mean they got like spotlights and it's hot yeah, up I there feel like like, <laughs> it's like a big time like when I get out of stress I'm like alright this, this is like big I time br- I gotta bring some heat yeah, I gotta yeah. bring some heat for like it's quick people. but like you gotta make it count
1: yeah you know, for sure and it, so do you feel like because I know I do like do you feel that when you first started like that first three minutes felt like forever yeah and like now it's like I'll go to Sea Grape and like, alright, you got five minutes.
2: I'm, I'm actually like, kinda
1: Oh, I can get a little more than that, like
2: I'm still in that in that kinda earlier phase. Um where it still kinda feels like a lot of time to fill. Well, I you know,
1: when I'm about a year and a half in. So like I wanna say about like six months in, like you go up there for three minutes, and you're like, oh, that, you see the light come in. And you're like, what the, I was just starting. <laughs> like, it's cool. It's such a weird thing to see it change, because I didn't even realize it until I, until I got um, booked. I'm doing the Greenwich Village Comedy Club yeah. in New York on the 10th. Oh, nice. And he's like, okay, you're going to, I'm hosting, he's like, you're going to go up and just do 10 up front. And I'm like, all wow. right. And like a year ago I'd be like, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I did. someone told me
2: to that right now, I'd be like, Holy Jeez. shit. I'd have a fucking high. Well, well, like, my
1: first show ever, I had ten minutes. That's crazy. Like and it wasn't even a comedy open mic. Yeah, it yeah. was like at a biker bar and it was like country music and my buddy was running it and he's like, Dude, you wanna just come at the open mic? I'm like, What am I gonna do? He goes, Just do some stand up, you're hilarious. I was like, Alright. <laughs> okay, fuck it. So yeah, I yeah. went, I had like I was like six <clears> six shots. A couple beers, <laughs> and then, like, I go and I sign up to put myself last. Like, I'm going last. The guy's like, All right, I'll have you go last. I'm like, All right, cool, cool, cool. About 25 minutes into the show, he goes, Uh, kid, the crowd is dead. I'm gonna need you to bring them back. And Lord. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Cause like, it's my first time. So then he goes on stage and he introduces me. When he introduces me, he calls me uh, one of the hottest comics in Connecticut. He's like, He's tearing up the like, scene. Dude, this is my first time ever. <laughs> that was so awesome. it was bad. And I, I went for nine minutes of just nothing. Huh. It was awful. That is great. And so, like, you know, like, uh, sometimes, the, like, the older community, oh, well, make sure you look back at old stuff and, you know, because you never know, like, there was nothing in that fucking video. Yeah. Like, that video was
2: a car crash. My first one wasn't that bad. I only had to do three at the stress, um... It was kind of. I adult. didn't know that
1: was your first time because I thought you were very funny.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you were there for my first. I, I was. I've been to the stress a bunch of times. Because I,
1: I was there. I was there. I want to say I stopped going around mid-May. Like I just stopped. to okay. stress.
2: Yeah, that's probably right around. I think you were at the last one that I was at.
1: And I was like, and I because you came out and you were like real confident, and like I, I always like notice like when people are super nervous like when their hands yeah, yeah yeah and stuff. And there was like
2: no shaking. I feel like the key for me is as long as I can get like one chuckle. As soon as I hear one person laugh, I'm comfortable. Then I can like That's
1: the same thing that I felt.
2: Take take a breath and uh, do do great. I feel like the best set I ever did at the stress. Um, I was talking about uh, it's basically like just self-deprecating fat jokes and uh, talking about how uh, Planet Fitness is the Walmart of gyms. And uh, that was like my whole like three (laughs) minutes. And I walked out on the stage. And the first thing I said was, so I joined a gym recently, which like isn't even a joke. It's just a straight statement. And one lady was like, "Ah!" (laughs) like died laughing. And I was like, thanks. (laughs) But I like immediately I was like, cool. Like, I'm hilarious. Let me just roll with it. Yeah. I was like, this is great. And then from then on, I was like, good. So as long as I get, I got to, you got to start strong with something good right in the, right in the beginning. Get them going.
1: Yeah, I um, feel like if you have a flat open, it's yeah. hard to come. It back.
2: doesn't even have to be like anything like on point. Like I went on stage one time and I was like super sick, and I wasn't even gonna go to the mic. And fucking Nick Breen was like, "You're on the list." He's like, "You, you better show up." And he's I gotta give him a lot of credit. He always drags me out. Like there's a lot of times when I'm like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it," because like it's tough with kids. Like, oh yeah, going out at 7 p.m. is ridiculous. That's like someone it's calling. That's like you know someone calling a 20 20 year old at three in the morning. Being like, let's go. go party like yeah yeah. it's an insane time to ask someone to do something but uh yeah he always drags me out and uh what the fuck was I talking about (laughs) Um, Uh, have an opener Uh, oh yeah, yeah yeah and I was super sick one time and I was like oh god I should have sat this one out and that was what I started with and like got a couple chuckles on that and I was like I've been throwing up all day and can't stop shitting. Like, <laughs> like, that was like my what whole say, opener. And then that was it. Like, yeah, I did a whole, I did a whole bit at the Stress Factory one time about shitting your pants as an adult, um, <laughs> and it killed. <laughs> and you could tell, like, the people in the room who, who have right? shat their <laughs> pants because they were the ones who were laughing <laughs> so hard. It like immediately identified. everyone. there was one guy who was just like crying through the whole bit, and I was like, man, you've done this a couple times. I can tell.
1: I love, I love watching the one person who's like really into the show. Because I feel like I have to stress, like, not everyone's there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: everyone's there to see, like, whoever they wept for. But mm-hmm. then some people just go to be judgy. True. Which is like, you're not even up here, so shut up. Yeah. But, like, when you go and then like, you see the people who are there, like, just to laugh. And they're just laughing at it. Oh, that's an absolute favorite. Yeah.
2: I've been there a couple times when the crowd was really, really good. And, uh... Yeah, it's been, like, super fun, like, from beginning to end. Like, everyone kills. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, this, I love the nights where everyone's
2: killing. Dude, this, there was like two, three nights at the stress where like everyone just murdered. Scopaletti, Glenn Rising. Uh, I love Glenn. Breen. Glenn is like my boy. He was actually part of like inspiring me to get into comedy as well because he's uh, a fellow Ridgefielder. And uh, I actually know him through our daughter's preschool. They were in the same class. He has twin daughters. Who well, what uh, are the
1: odds of that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. and then he was like his wife he's a stay at home dad and he does comedy stuff in his spare time and uh, yeah like someone told me that he started doing comedy and I was like you know what I've always wanted to do this like for 20 years and like he was he was a big part of uh, me just getting out there and doing it it was funny because the first time I did it at the at the stress factory he happened to be there That's and uh, it's great yeah, Glenn uh,
1: is absolutely hilarious.
2: Love that guy. Oh love god. that guy. His Fidel Castro shtick. <laughs> so good.
1: Ever, like the first time he came up, I was like, is that my uncle? I was like, oh my god, Uncle Fidel.
2: Yeah, dude, he's he's the best. The absolute best.
1: I gotta catch him when he's out in the city. Yeah. I have to go. Yeah, I gotta get there. There needs like more people need to see him. They do. Like prop comedy was dead until Glenn Rising came.
2: It was. It was. And it was once like a, a bright, shining icon in the comedy Thanks world. Um, a lot, Carrot Top. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 there was really only like two who ever did it well. It was just Gallagher and Carrot Top, really.
1: Yeah.
2: I actually... Uh,
1: I think Carrot Top ruined it by getting jacked.
2: He ruined it just, like, just by becoming just, like a... you can't
1: be that jacked and do prop comedy. Like, go lift something and up. And then didn't he
2: do that reality show with... Uh,
1: Don't tell me they gave him
2: a reality show. No, he didn't give it to him, but it was like a bunch of, like, you know, B list washed up celebrities that were living in a house together. And I think he was one of them. That's funny. And there was the guy from the Brady Bunch, Peter, the red haired guy, the ginger guy from the Brady Bunch. I remember on that show because he, uh, he was like a raging alcoholic. I remember there was this one scene. All the time. And he was super angry, but he took like a thing of orange juice and a whole friggin' fifth of vodka, and just like poured a little bit of orange juice into this vodka and pounds this whole thing, like right there on the curb. I was like, Jesus.
1: Vanilla Ice was on that show. Yeah, he was. And he got super pissed at the picture that he sees the vanilla. I'll never forget that. Yeah. He like walked in, he sees the picture of him from like the nineties. Like, what the fuck is <laughs> He's like punching it and stuff and like draws all over in Sharpie. You know, I'm like, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Your song in Ninja Turtles too changed my
2: life. Exactly. Like, ice Ice Baby <laughs> is still fire, you know? And,
1: like, I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife loves nineties music? Yeah. So I took her to the 90s concert and I had no idea Vanilla Ice was going to be there. <coughs> and it was the best. We saw Vanilla Ice and Coolio in the same day. Oh, God. So we got Ice Ice Baby and Gangsta's Paradise in one
2: night. You can die happy.
1: Yeah, I could have <laughs> walked out lightning hit me and was like, I lived a good life. Exactly. Like, I did this.
2: Yeah. Dude, that's phenomenal.
1: Do you watch a lot of stand up?
2: Um, I do, yeah. Um, not as much anymore. It's tough to watch anything but uh, like Daniel Tiger and Scooby Doo when I have kids. But, uh, how old are your kids? I got three kids now. I got a uh, five and a half year old, is Avery, my oldest. Um, Ellis is gonna be four next Tuesday.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Ellis! Yeah,
2: and uh, my newest addition, Gibson. My son is one month old, or like five weeks.
1: He's just a little nugget.
2: Yeah, he's tiny, but he's packing them on. He was born at uh, five pounds, 11 ounces, and he's like. Like nine pounds now.
1: He's
2: gonna be a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, he's got his hands are ridiculous His hands and feet are ridiculously big. I feel like he's gonna be a monster. Um, like, are well, you a big look, guy too? I'm a pretty big guy, but I'm like freakishly large for my family. Like my my dad and my brother are both average size. They were like five ten, uh, probably.
1: Yeah, I was taller than my parents by the time I was like fifteen.
2: Yeah, I'm like a a, a giant in my family, relatively speaking.
1: Do you feel exploited? I do. Like being so tall, like in my house, i ex- I get exploited all the yeah,
2: time. Yeah, I uh me too. I my wife exploits the hell out of me. She's like, Hey uh can you lift this fridge down the stairs? Like like she's she's just like she's seen the 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 strength, so she just exploits it all the time. She's like, Oh I bought this fucking couch.
1: But uh can't <laughs> get it, so
2: Yeah. Um she takes full advantage of it. But uh yeah, I get exploited. It's like being a human pickup truck, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That stuff. I
1: feel like a human crane. Yeah, like oh, I I put this up there, but I just, I can't get it down. Yeah, even, like, when, how, I'm the, even when I'm at the
2: even when I'm at the grocery, grocery store, like I'll just be shopping for groceries, which I always do. Now that I have kids, that's like my thing. It's my safe place. It's the grocery store. Hell yeah, I love doing well, all the grocery shopping. Eight.
1: Once they hit eight, yeah, basically they become like bros, because you watch the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, we go to the grocery store together and he's like, I'm like, what do we need? He's like, I think we need bacon. I'm like, yeah, we do need bacon. Like, we absolutely do need bacon.
2: <laughs> I, like going, I like going to the store with my girls. Um, they'll like hang all over the cart. Um, that's always fun. And then they'll pick out like cereals or like a bag of chips and then they're like good. You know? But they kind of lose it. Um, I mean, they're so young still that like, by the time I get to like the last two three aisles they're like are we done can we go to the cash register you know you <laughs> they don't need they any don't have the attention span for it but Alice my middle one is like my sidekick right now like she's like I just want to go where you go let's do everything together I'm like, that is awesome you know? yeah <laughs> they're uh they're at like really adorable ages right now. My kids are like. Those are the best ages. Dude, so much. My house is like the cutest place on earth right They're now. They're just like learning everything. They're all like yeah. excited by everything. And then the girls are so excited to have a little brother. And like just watching them all interact is yeah. like the cutest thing you'll ever see. Yeah, he's
1: like, he's like can I get a little sister? I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> get a dog.
2: <laughs> in, <laughs> in 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 kitten form. Yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: you know you okay
2: <laughs> yeah you'll you'll get back
1: <laughs> Who are
2: some of your favorite comedians um god there's a bunch i really like uh you know dave is a monster uh louis ck is a big favorite of mine um david tell is one of my favorites um that's a guy who i feel like doesn't get enough credit no he so is he gets no phenomenal. credit, everyone knows who he is yeah everyone knows who he is um And, like, that show he used to have, Insomniac. Yeah, I think they just
1: know him from the show, so they can't really appreciate how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: they used to show, it was, like, Seinfeld. They'd insert, like, bits of his stand-up, like, in the show. But it was only, like, you know, you'd get, like, 20 seconds of him doing stand-up, and then it was him, you know, cleaning fucking sewers at 3 a.m. But, uh... I love his... He's kind of all over the place, and... I feel like there's no dry moments with him. I feel like that's yeah. kind of, like, what I try to be as a stand-up, where, like, I insert little funny blips everywhere throughout, so it's yeah. not like a ride to a big laugh at the end. Like, you're just kind of laughing. Just Yeah. Sleep. That's what I try to be. I fail miserably at it, obviously, but...
1: I find that people, <laughs> they laugh more, like, when you don't hit, and you're like, well, that's... That they <laughs> fucking <laughs> die at that part. If you, if you die well... Yeah. Um, like, you, if you die well, you go out with a place of glory. Yeah. Like, if you're bombing, you're just like, well, that was fucking shit. They're like, ah,
2: I oh, <laughs> shit. You're right. <laughs> At least you know. That. <laughs> that was bullshit. <laughs> That's the best. Uh,
1: so when are you going back to a mic?
2: Um, I got to wait. I got a, a surgical procedure coming up on Monday that I got to get taken care of. And then uh, once I'm kind of recovered from that... I'm going to get back out there. What's the
1: recovery time?
2: I'm told I'm not allowed to lift more than 10 pounds for like four to six weeks. But I feel like that doesn't really have much to do with doing a mic. So once I'm like kind of healed up enough where I'm mobile.
1: Yeah, where it doesn't hurt to walk. Yeah, Yeah. where
2: I can like physically get up there. Um, So I'm hoping that's like two, three weeks tops. i will get back into doing mics. Um, It's been tough. I haven't done them in a while. I feel like I've been out of it for like a month Almost two, probably.
1: It feels like forever. Like, if you miss, like, two, you're like, oh, I haven't done this in so long. And I feel, like, <laughs> terrible. Cause I'll still like, I still
2: text with Nick Breen, like, well, I, almost every day. Like, that's... it's We're, like, the odd couple, but we... Uh, I love Nick Breen. He's, like, one of my favorites. a really genuine, just real, real dude.
1: He came over the other night. We had White Claws. Yeah. I thought they were called White Clams. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... I'm dyslexic, I guess. I see letters upside that's down. It's not, not
2: dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> you got all of them right and flipped the W.
1: It was fun. It was cool. We was, I think we were here for like yeah. almost two hours. Yeah. I mean, He's, it uh, just...
2: Yeah, it was weird. Um, he was at the first mic that I did, and we just started talking, and have very similar interests and we have similar goals and we both want to do something with comedy.
1: I met him, I met him at Mohegan's son. We did a show at the casino and he literally just walked up to me he's like, hey, I'm Nick Breen. I said, what's up? <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And then he bought me a shot and I saw him at the stress the following week and we've just been friends ever since.
2: Yeah. So Nick's, Nick's the man. i uh, a lot of cool dudes in comedy. That's the thing, like, Ever since that first mic, when I met like Scopoletti, that's when I met Nick Breen, um, there was a bunch of people there. Connor Simcox, I think, was at that mic. Who's hilarious. Dude, kills me. Every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he closed out Grey last Monday. Did he?
2: Yeah. He's a killer. He really is. He just goes over the top with yeah. his body language and stuff. I love it. He's, uh, he's great. I love Connor. But... Uh, I like like the just the community and like the camaraderie of it. Like yeah, like everyone's so cool. Everyone chills and waits till after the show, and they're like, "Dude, I loved your stuff." Like the first time I met you was at a Stress Factory open mic, and you just came up and shook my hand after, and you were like, "Dude, Hentai Porn, awesome!" And
1: I was oh like, god. "Yes." It's, <laughs> it's like thanks, it's man. It's <laughs> like what's up? <laughs> it's like tentacles all the I <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it. it's like
2: that's it. Like that's it. I was like, I like this guy. Yeah, that's oh, god, that joke is going to be something once I uh, put the time into it.
1: So what's your process like for writing? Um, Like, you just come up with an idea, and then...
2: I write, like, bullet point notes, and then I kind of, like, spitball, and I bounce stuff off my wife, who's hilarious as well, and uh, I kind of build on stuff. Like, it's funny, I'll leave, like, little notes like this, like, all over my house, and, like, my wife... (laughs) Found one the other day, and like she's like, should I be concerned about this? And she picks up this piece of paper, and uh, all it had on the piece of paper, the top line said, "Shit my pants." Um, The second line was like, "Life changing event," and then uh, I forget what the third line was. But like, there's little like ridiculous notes like this all over the house because all the think of like a concept, and then all I need is like a couple like keywords to come back to that concept. And And then I and then I like kind of know where I was going with it, and I can kind of ad lib because i'll do like the same bit um like i've done the bit like the hentai porn one that started out it had nothing to do with hentai porn like the first time i did it it was me like jacking off to an ll bean catalog to like the wholesome looking <laughs> moms in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their and Although,
2: the whole joke was like about how having having daughters changes you know like porn and everything for you like i can't watch porn the same way now. It's, different. it's someone's daughter, you know what I mean? Like, I know how much I love my girls, and it's like it's just messed up. That's how I got into hentai porn, you know? Because it's all just fictional. <laughs> like, and you can take that anywhere. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. There's so right no here. limits. <laughs>
1: no, she killed me, and my wife was like dying.
2: Yeah. I remember the couple people who were absolutely dying at that bit. But it's the first one was it's like good so too. So out there, like it's yeah. just like what the. My first time doing stand up, I actually like fake masturbated up on stage, and I was like fake flipping through the pages of a of a catalog.
1: I recently face ma- fake masturbated on stage. Yeah, it was it's good. liberating. It, was, it felt good. <laughs> you know,
2: it was ballsy. I feel like to do at the Stress Factory, like your first open mic. Um, That's how you make them think it's not your first mic. They're like, "Oh, this guy's got ballsy. He's yeah. been doing this for a while." Oh yeah. How the are you do this? It's your first time. Yeah. Um... But that that killed. But I was like, oh yeah, I bet your credit score is like seven eighty seven. You would probably be so good with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like different. Like once you have kids, like like I'm I'm still like super attracted to my wife, obviously, but it's for different reasons now. Like I'm attracted to yeah. like as mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I look at her in like the mom shorts, and I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Practical. Yeah. Yeah. They are
1: the practicality of exactly.
2: everything now. I don't have to carry your cell phone, you know?
1: <laughs> you got pockets now. Exactly. So. Is that a baby is that a diaper bag? Is it a cell phone holster?
2: <laughs> now, this is our third kid. We got a backpack. We got, like, the tactical backpack now. We got the shit down. Do
1: you guys, like, strap the baby to you?
2: Um, just, like, around the house. Like, though. I want to have a baby just so I can strap it. Like, that's just... It's cool. It's not that cool this time of year. Um,
1: yeah, because... The so baby's cool.
2: like a ball of lava. Yeah. Um, but I
1: imagine if you have like in the winter, you put the babies out, yeah, yeah, yeah. two babies, one front and back, and they're mm. just like, you're like a suicide bomber a spit up.
2: That's just, what I, I want to do. Uh, it's probably not going to happen until like late summer, fall, but I really want to get my kids outside more and wanna do some hiking. I'm to get one of those kid, yeah. kid backpacks, like the hiker ones. Yep, yep. Take them out into the woods. Yeah, i go hiking. My son wants to go fishing. So yeah. I'm going to take him fishing probably tomorrow. So I, I took my girls fishing. I have a little pond in my backyard. Oh, no. I took my girls fishing, and I got my daughter like a little, you know, little frozen mm-hmm. fishing pole. And uh, the nice thing is my pond is like covered with weeds around the outer edge. So yeah. like they can reel it in all they want, and it, usually once they get it to them, it just gets stuck in the weeds, and then I can just go safely get it out of the weeds and then cast it out for them, and I just let them reel it back in. And normally I'll just like snag a fish for them and then let them reel it. in. But uh, my littlest one managed to get the hook up onto shore And then I'm like, you know, probably a good 50 feet away from her, and she takes the fishing rod, and she's pushing the button, and she starts spinning around in circles. And I'm like, stop, 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 put it down. And I'm like running at her, screaming. And uh, she's still just spinning in circles, and I'm like trying to get to her, and I watch like the hook going towards her. It's like coming at her across the lawn, and then I see it tighten all the way up, and then the hook gets her in the shoulder, and like it sticks. And then by the time I get to her, like, you know, she's all wrapped up in the fishing line. The hook's, like, stuck into her shirt and her shoulder, and she's covered in blood. Like, her whole face, her shirt, everything is, like, covered in blood. And, like, the whole time she's spinning around, the hook is, like, just spinning laps around her. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, this hook got her, like, ten times. Like, she's gushing blood all over the place and freaked out. So I pick her up. I'm, like, cradling her, and me and my older daughter are, like, running. She's, like, everyone's hysterical. We're, like, running back to the house. And then uh, my wife was there, so like she takes her and puts her in the bath like immediately, and uh, like she had this tiny little poke, like it didn't even break the skin on her shoulder, and had gotten a bloody nose, like simultaneously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had my first bloody nose this year. First ever. First ever, and I had no idea what to do. Are you kidding me? I was like, I was at work. I'm in the middle of delivering mail, and I was, like, I looked down at my shirt, and there's blood everywhere. I'm like what the fuck <laughs> is I look, I look like, like I came out of a De Niro movie, I'm just covered in blood.
2: How was that your first nosebleed? I've never had one. I've had and I panicked. Probably 3,000 nosebleeds
1: I, I didn't know what to do, then someone was like put the tissues up I've had nose. like I've had
2: like two this week
1: <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy, I had my first one then the next day I had two more That's crazy. and I was like whoa.
2: I am in my sleep, like I'll wake up and my pillow will just be covered in blood um, I saying
1: I was terrified You're I not familiar not, with this I did it's not know what to <laughs> That's do That's so
2: unbelievable
1: I was like I was. I walked into the gas station And I'm like I don't know what to do Right. Good now. for you I was like What do I do And the guy's like I've Never had a nosebleed <laughs> no. like, Yeah
2: of course No You're you a grown ass like, man Who doesn't know what to do With a
1: nosebleed <laughs> Like this is
2: normal <laughs> I'd be looking at you like that too <laughs> And
1: he's like Just put paper up it I'm like Oh alright <laughs> But it was like, um, I had work shirts ruined, just covered in blood,
2: and I'm like, fuck it, we're here now. I used to, uh, I still, you know, like to tip back the beers, but I used to drink a lot before I had kids, and I used to go, I had like a regular bar that I hung out at, and, uh, you know, if you drink a lot, you're gonna throw up a, a decent amount in your life, it happens, and, uh, you know, we were ripping, like, shots of Jameson or something like that. And I went outside and we were, like, throwing. I was throwing up at the parking And one of my buddies was there. And then my nose started bleeding because it was thrown up. And he was like, oh, my God, are you dying? <laughs> it's like, It's like a, the, full-on, the full-on yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you've never experienced that either. No. Oh, you don't even know what a yard sale is.
1: No. I. This is all new. This whole nosebleed mm. game is foreign to me.
2: That's when you're, uh, you're taking a dump. And you're you're throwing up, and at the same time, and your nose bleeds.
1: Oh, I've done the I've done the dump and throwing up.
2: Mm. Never the nosebleed. How do you How do you go about it?
1: Well, the way my bathroom is set up, this toilet sink.
2: Oh, you just use the sink. Yeah, it throw up in the right sink.
1: Because if I'm going, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw up in the sink.
2: I got a problem with that.
1: I got water for. I hate up.
2: I hate sink pukers because that is so gross to clean up.
1: Well, I usually try and clean it up.
2: I. Have one of my roommates in college was a sink puker fortunately he was like an iron belly type of guy he only threw up like twice and he was my roommate for three years good Um, for him yeah mazel tov yeah absolutely absolute monster cowden sounds like a monster name you'll listen to this podcast i know you will um but yeah he was he was an animal um but well, like you throw up in the sink and it's just it's just like solid chunks left over and that's like gross.
1: That's kinda gross. You gotta but you I mean, gotta get I a garbage shoes, can. Little I'd, garbage can. I'd rather puke in the sink than shit in the sink. If yeah. I had to. And that was, yeah. was so well, sick, I mean, like, and I was like, oh I gotta go.
2: You don't have to do either in the sink. Have you ever tried to shoot the gap? <laughs> 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 go between the legs? <laughs> oh man.
1: That's some, like, level stuff. Man. Is that what they talk to <laughs> you up I've, in the mainstream?
2: I've never tried to, um, but it's a thing. I know people who have. Um, Successfully? I don't know. That's something. Either way, you got to hit the showers after that experience. You definitely do. Um, you just got to. Yeah.
1: Definitely. If you don't, I we have to have a talk from distance. <laughs> For sure.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, you got to get, like, a little, little garbage pail. That's the key. Throw up into that. But, like, I'd rather clean up puke than, than poop yeah for sure we made that deal me and my wife when we like had our first like in real gross situations like she's the she's the poop one I, I get to throw up because it bothers me less she can't do puke like if one of my kids throws up I'm like fine she's like Ugh. yeah she's like real bad but I'm like a, I'm a big puker I always have been since I was a little kid I used to just like eat too much and throw up and I uh I throw up a lot uh, Throw up nosebleeds. Yeah. The puking's like a weird thing. I my mean, my dentist actually accused me of being bulimic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> because apparently
2: I've thrown up so much that like the backs of my teeth are like smooth from like the acid yeah. erosion. Um, <laughs> I was like, listen, if I'm bulimic, I'm You're I'm terrible it. at it. <laughs> I'm doing
1: it very wrong, Doc.
2: <laughs> I need to question your degree if you yeah. think I'm. A <laughs> it's like that is, real. but my dentist is like an old family friend, so we had a we had a good laugh about it. That's but I was like, nah, I just throw up all the time. So
1: I have a coworker who wanted to try stand up, and he signed up and he went to the stress factory, and he's um, he's this big black guy, and he gets up on stage, and it's not even a joke. He just goes, "I'm a vegetarian," and everyone started laughing. <laughs> And he goes into the and He's like, "No, he's like, I've been a vegetarian for like five years now." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's not a joke. It's all a fact, and it's it's just so funny <laughs> that they laugh at these things. Yeah, like I think I went up once, and I was like, "I'm Cuban," and they just laugh. I'm like, "That's not a joke. I'm just telling you about my <laughs> just my ethnicity. Like, what I'm about." <laughs> the I'm thinking them a joke. <laughs>
2: I was gonna like try to create an image, get like a like a powder blue tuxedo with like the frilly shirt, but like a serious one, not like you know like a gag one, like a legitimate looking nice uh, like 1970s <laughs> tux to wear like when I do stand up because I feel like people are just gonna like it right off the right off the yeah. shop. Yeah, you know? that's
1: why I like Miles because he wears the suit the whole time.
2: Yeah, like and he, his he, pants don't touch his shoes. Like he's got his whole he's got got his whole thing. thing going. Like,
1: you get there and be like, oh, this guy.
2: Yeah, he's either gonna make me laugh or audit me. I I liked his uh, his image right from the get go. I dig it. Like I feel like you have to have something like that.
1: So I gotta ask: since you have kids, you gonna
2: let them uh, practice Fortnite so they can win you three million dollars? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm not gonna like hinder them from playing video games, but I feel like. Uh, the new generation, their, their gaming is different. Like, my, my girls, like, I'll try to get them to play. I got one of those little mini uh, <laughs> Nintendos. Yeah. And uh, they can't even, like, grasp, like, the basics of... Yeah, uh, they can't control... They can't touch they don't. Themselves. They don't do well. With it. I mean, they're they're still very young. Um, but... The, like, iPad games, they, like, kill it with. Like, anything that's, like, touchscreen like that, I feel oh. like all the games now are like that. Um...
1: Yeah, I guarantee if you give Gibson your cell phone, he's going to unlock it for you and open up yeah, it to Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's going to open it to a video of a kid playing with a toy that he could be playing with. But it's
2: also, I, I have two girls who are, like, in that in that age bracket. Like, I think once he's that age, it's going to be a different ballgame. He's going to be a gamer. Gamer like his dad. Are you a big he, gamer? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, not as much now. It's tough when you have kids. I mean, you could still be a gamer, but then you're just a shitty dad. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, if you win a $3 million... I mean, dad,
2: yeah, know? then you're a pretty good dad. But I don't think that 16-year-old kid's a, a dad. It depends. If he's Puerto Rican, he might be. <laughs> Your words, not mine. Yeah, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm half. It's
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. I think every person in my family had kids at 16, you know? That's, why, like, That's fair. The, like, aunts are, like, so close to their kids.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my wife had a... Uh, big age gap her oldest sister is like 17 years older than her so she has her oldest niece is closer to her age than she is um and then my my father's family was like a lot the same way i think his oldest sister was like a sophomore in college or something like that when he was in kindergarten wow. Pretty big gap there
1: yeah. yeah my father-in-law he had uh he got remarried and he had kids so my son has a
2: six-year-old uncle Huh. Which is hilarious <laughs> Yeah it's hilarious how that all pans out like, It is And like his
1: uncles were over here the other day And they are like playing Fortnite together <laughs> <laughs> Like I couldn't imagine playing video games with my uncles like, <laughs> Cause they are so much older than me Yeah
2: like, My uncles are like, 70s 60s Are yeah. you a big family man? I am yeah I uh, absolutely adore my wife and kids um, love my, my family, her family. I feel like family is very important.
1: Is that why you want to start your podcast? Your dad cast?
2: Yeah. Um, that's probably the largest part of it. Yeah. I feel like my family is you know, the biggest and most important thing in my life. So I feel like I have a good amount of material and a, a decent concept with that.
1: Yeah, when you sent me the message and you were like, yeah. When I thought about it, I thought we'd prefer
2: perfect co-host, and I went, ah, like my heart went pitter patter. I was like, "Oh man!" I like. Uh, I kind of wanted a different spin on it too. Um, I like the fact that you're you know, half Cuban, because I feel like the different ideologies between uh, yeah white folks and uh, Latin folks and Latin folks <laughs> <laughs> will make for some good banter.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Was I was like, done. who's
2: really funny? Like, it's like, let me talk to Manny.
1: Who's the funniest Latin guy I know? <laughs> it's so funny, every time at the Sea Grape, like, whenever we have uh, a female comedian come up, Nick will be like, oh my god, it's like we finally got a girl here. He was, he's like, I go up, he's like, our only Latin comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then last week he was like... I. I can't believe it, we've had a woman, we've had a Hispanic, ladies and gentlemen, we have a black guy too. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just somebody like, the girl killed it, I like think I did pretty well, mm-hmm. the the black dude killed it, he was a comedian from Hartford, I forget his name and I feel terrible, but he was so good. It was just, it was, it's been getting, it's like all the people were going to see her, just the heat.
2: Yeah, I, I gotta get back to that Mike, say I love all the people involved with it.
1: You definitely do. Definitely got to get back to the mic because I need more hentai in my life.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's no end to that joke. Bring the tentacles. There's no. I got (laughs) it. Tentacles is good. Bring the tentacles, man. I will bring the tentacles. (laughs) So,
1: what are the names that we have decided that we've gone for this
2: podcast? Um, The original boring name was, was the Dad Cast. Um. It's probably between two. I like, I like Thunder Dads and uh, Poor Dad, Poor Dad with a, a little play on the Rich Dad, Poor Dad. However, I like
1: th- them both, but the Thunder Dads is very, very Thunderdads Thunder funny.
2: Dads is solid, and I can already like envision making t-shirts <laughs> just jacking <laughs> the Thundercats logo. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could jack that logo too. It's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a little New Balance symbol <laughs> exactly.
1: in the card, And that's it.
2: It's done. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Thunder Dads. I like that one I like that right one. off the bat.
1: If we're voting on it, I vote for Thunder Dads. Okay. I vote on that.
2: Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's the new
1: podcast. Coming soon, <laughs> Thunder Dads.
2: Coming soon, Thunder Dads. Storing Craig McGee and Manny Sierra.
1: You're one of the only people who gets my last name right. Really? Yeah. And I tell people all the time, it's like the mist in the mountains. That's it. Sierra Mist and the Sierra Nevada. How do, they, how do they get it wrong? They call me Sierra or Sarah. What? Yeah, I had one lady call me Sierra. And I'm like, how did you get that? I don't even understand that. I, That's
2: like, Sierra's <laughs> like a common, a very <laughs> yeah. common thing. That's
1: like a common girl thing. Sierra name.
2: Nevada. Uh,
1: exactly. Sierra Mist? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> not kind of
2: hard. It's on every shelf in America. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh every bodega ever gas station.
2: Exactly.
1: It, I think Dale Earnhardt drove. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm boy, pretty like, sure. Come on.
2: <laughs> That's embarrassing.
1: It is embarrassing.
2: I have a pretty simple name. Most people don't get it wrong. I get called Greg a lot. Greg. Greg. That's what I started actually recently pronouncing my name differently. Like especially over the phone, I say Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. That's how it's spelled. C R A I G. Yeah. Um. Man, Craig. And then people are like, oh, Greg, okay. Like, then they're not it's like, Greg, I get Frank a lot. Frank? Frank. Well, you kind of look like a Frank. And Craig, I guess, like, if I mumble it just right, could Frank? Craig Frank?
1: Mm. Yeah. I think it's just people being dicks. Could but if they. I didn't know your name, and someone's like, oh, what do you think his name is? I'd probably say Frank.
2: Frank? Yeah. Hm. That's
1: like a like a handyman mechanic name.
2: What do you think, like a Carl? Carl? Yeah. I just felt like I looked like a Carl.
1: I mean, I could pass for a Carlos.
2: <laughs> you look like more of a Chewy. <laughs> yeah, that's Thunder color. Dads. Th- a chewy Sierra. <laughs> chewy Sierra. <laughs> that's my uh, Hispanic
1: nickname. Everyone has one in my family, and I don't, but now I'm Chewy.
2: Yeah. I guess this would be a good time to insert a plug, I guess. Thunder Dads plug. New podcast. Um, we're gonna try to have a new uh, guest dad comic on every week, and uh, we're just gonna have some dad talk. It's gonna be some candid shit.
1: We gotta
2: get Gene McKenna. Gene McKenna definitely has to get up there. Because we gotta get Glenn Rising in I there. I want him to adopt me. Honestly. I need to get a twin dad perspective. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um,
1: Mike Carlin. He's a Absolutely, really. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's right. He's got the triple. Oh man, we got God. him on there. He's he's going he could be an integral part of this thing.
1: We could have we gotta we gotta see if we can get like someone who has quintuples. Yeah,
2: and like just see how
1: high we can get it. Who's got the most? I know
2: it's stuff. odd. I feel like I've I didn't meet anyone who had triplets until like my early teens, and there was a set of triplets in my town actually. And I've uh, never met triplets. Really,
1: could twins creep me out. Yeah, like identical twins like terrify me. Really? Yeah. Not, well, like, 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 I'm not scared of that, <laughs> but if, it just, if I don't know you're a twin and I see you and then I see a twin, I'm like, wait, what the fuck did you just
2: do? <laughs> like, identical twin gingers. Like, have you ever seen The Great Outdoors? You know the Chevy Chase movie, Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Dan Aykroyd has twin, like, ginger girls. They look like the friggin' girls from The Shining. Yeah, like, that's scary. terrifying. That's, that's just scary. scary. Like, little, little twin girls just kind of eerily doing anything. Is, is terrifying um, And it's been just instilled in all of us From The Shining probably But
1: Yeah Ginger's got a bad rap
2: <sighs> They do Thanks a lot South Park <laughs> It is all South Park's they fault my trust in But Gingers. you know what They're making a comeback Good for you Ed Sheeran Nick Breen Good for you And Nick Breen Ginger Fuzz The legend
1: The legend of Nick
2: Breen <laughs> <laughs> I want him to get a, I want to get him to change his Instagram To, to Ginger Fuzz Ginger,
1: said <laughs> Ginger
2: Police Force, <laughs> the Ginger Fuzz, Ginger Fuzz. Um, that's actually from a Scooby Doo episode. Ginger Fuzz. I watch a lot of Scooby Doo. I used to watch a lot of Scooby Doo
1: when
2: I was a kid. When I was a kid, I did, and then uh, the nice thing about kids is that they're super impressionable. So uh, I got an app. Um, it's like an Amazon Prime channel called Boomerang. Yep. And there's actually a Boomerang channel Amazon on TV. That channel. And uh, it's like all the. OG cartoons. It's like the Looney Tunes, yep. the Wiley e. Coyote, uh, Peppy Le Pew, the good shit. They got Hell Scooby yeah. Doo, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, and uh, you know I started just getting my and like they don't know that it was made 40 years ago. They don't. Yeah, you know. they just
1: think it's hilarious. Yeah,
2: they think it's great, and like I can still watch some Bugs Bunny.
1: Oh, it's still funny. and laugh my
2: ass off. It's that shit still, is timeless, the and it's eight. Like
1: on the other day, dude. It's the best. Where he's going against all the criminals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, my son was watching. I walked in. I sat down. I laughed. I was laughing yeah, so hard. It's so good. And, like, he doesn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, you know, these were on when I was a kid. I was like, these yeah. were on when, you know. It's funny. Those were, was a kid. <laughs> those, those, those were old. Those were old when I was, when I was a kid. Was a kid. Like, like,
2: those are still funny. Yeah. A lot of those. Like, I was watching the, the I think it was the Roadrunner and Coyote movie. And it came out in, like, 1972. Like, it's crazy how old all this stuff is. Like, Snow White. Oh, my God. The movie's from, like, the 30s still good it's really like terrifying but i watched well, it, it with my kids and was like this is scaring me it's well, fucking creepy that, that witch that, that witch is
1: somebody's daughter there asleep outside <laughs> <laughs> and it blew my mind when i found out how old all these characters were yeah and i'm like what <laughs> i never saw any 14 year old that looks like princess jasmine Like, yeah, right? at you. <laughs> 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 like
2: it is creepy yeah it's,
1: it's so weird like so how old was that prince from Snow White cause he had his own horse so
2: <laughs> there's so much stuff like I love to like with an adult critical eye pick apart like Disney movies and just stuff it's just
1: so weird like I just I can't understand like so I had two technical difficulties I don't think Jafar liked the joke I made from him so he cut the recording <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: god uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast is like they gloss over a lot of this, like in the very beginning of that movie. But he's a prince. Yeah. He's like a cursed prince. Yep. Um, and that castle he lives in is straight bananas. Like absolutely enormous.
1: Where's his parents?
2: I think they're out of the picture.
1: Cause I think Belle is also a child.
2: Hmm. Hmm. So Belle seemed like more of a grown woman.
1: Well, so did Snow White. Yeah. Until you realize she's 12.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, like... Well, I, do they identify her as 12 in the movie? Ever? I think... No, no, they never do. I think, like, if you... Oh, uh, if you read the book. Like, she's,
1: like, yeah, she's a 12-year-old princess who the was kidnapped Standards. Bunny, the standards are very pedophile different. Pedophile midgets, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they kidnapped this child and they made her listen to their songs. Yeah. And make them breakfast.
2: I actually did a whole stand-up routine on uh, Beauty and the Beast one time. And, uh... It was basically all about how the Beast is, like, not a tough sell at all. Yeah. Um, being, like, a prince, like, his house is crazy. And, like, everyone in the movie just kind of oversells, like, how grotesque the dude is. But, like, if you look at him, he's, like, he's like half man and half, like, French bulldog. Like, he's fucking adorable, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that tough a sell. And yeah, like, deep down, he's really, he's, he's good. good. Good heart. Nice guy. He's, you know, even if you don't get the true love have. thing, like, you got this ball and castle. <laughs> You're going to be the princess of fucking France.
1: Like, and your husband's like this cool dog. Yeah, and your and husband's like,
2: a fucking adorable f- French bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so
2: I feel like people you know women would be parachuting in there by the baker's dozen trying yeah. to suck yeah, his, his furry balls. Princess so.
1: of France. <laughs> <laughs> your husband's your pet.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have like cutlery and yeah, dishes a house that full of dancing flatware. Like, I'd never leave. I'd never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
2: Your girlfriends would be calling you up, like, we never see you, Belle. Like, fuck you. I'm going to hang out with my Ottoman and my candelabra. Does
1: your tea set sing to you, bitch? (laughs) My Dutch
2: Dutch oven made beef Wellington. (laughs) (laughs) You girls can screw. (laughs) So, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I am on Instagram at Craig McGee, the number four mayor. Craig McGee for mayor. You got my
1: vote. Mayor of Newtown. I might make it happen. Mayor of Newtown. Might make it happen. Do you need a vice mayor? Is that a thing? I
2: don't think so. I don't think, eh. I'm, I'm like new to the whole mayor concept. I just kind of put it up as a joke. Um, but Richfield had a first selectman, which is like a you know chancellor, so to speak. <laughs> That's a uh, interesting town. Is New
1: is Newtown a
2: town? Yeah. Newtown's actually the biggest town in Connecticut, like, size-wise.
1: Bridgeport's the biggest city. Is it? People think it's Hartford. It. It's us.
2: Awesome. Oh. Bridgeport has a bad rap, but, like... Oh, yeah. The couple times I've been here... Um, well, there was a couple times I was in Bridgeport when I was, like, just wanted to get out of Bridgeport. But, uh, <laughs> like, where the stress factory is, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. It's really nice over there, but that's isn't that, like, the city hall, like, across the street?
1: Yeah, city hall is, like... That's, like... Right up the hill. It's like the Supreme Court is down the street. Yeah,
2: I would imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, yeah. A pretty I mean the worst thing like the, that crackhead
1: couple
2: Yeah, like, they're hey, always man, hanging out in that park there. Let me get a hit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> off this. that black and mild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh maybe yeah, Bridgeport's nice, they're a real bad rap. Yeah, I've been to Newtown twice. Newtown? Yeah. In my whole life. It sounds nice. I had never really been there at all, and then we moved there um, for various reasons. Um, you know, I was living in Ridgefield. We got a condo in Ridgefield. Ridgefield's insanely expensive. Um,
1: yeah, I saw what's considered the projects. Yeah. In Ridgefield. That's like, where I grew up. Um, so like we dr- we drove by and my girlfriend's like, oh, these are like the low income housing. Oh, not And I there. Look, I'm like, uh, that's like. Yeah, they're, the they're, they're really, really nice. like, Low income, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Only like a portion of those are low income. The rest of them like are super like expensive. Grand.
1: You feel make eighty grand a year. Yeah,
2: like a- yeah. Those places are really nice. Um, well, we had a condo in Ridgefield, and it was crazy expensive. We're paying almost nine hundred dollars a month in HOA fees, so we got the hell out of there. Uh, but Newtown, I like a lot. It was like affordable. The schools are really good for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, good safe town and it's beautiful like I've been kind of in my free time when I have a chance I'll go like exploring a little bit just kind of go
1: and how long have you been living in Newtown? town
2: um it was just a year this past June June 1st uh 18 okay. we bought the place um but I love it there and like Richfield, like, it's one of those towns, like a Richfield, Greenwich, New Canaan, Westport, all these towns are very selective about businesses that are allowed in, so you won't find, like, a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's never, like, a Walmart, anything like that. They just kind of...
1: It's all like mom and pop don't,
2: don't allow it, you know? Like, yeah. uh, you'll see like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. but well, like, you got to have Starbucks. Outside uh, of that, there's no, no other like, chains there, and they really support the, the local business stuff. But that shit is expensive. Hell yeah, it is. It's like really expensive just to live. Like not even like the cost of buying real estate there, but just the cost of living there is insane. Like I pay like 20 cents a gallon less just in gas in Newtown, and I'm like 15 minutes down the road. Yeah. And then I do all my grocery shopping. I go to Brookfield and I feel like I'm stealing the shit compared to what I used to pay <laughs> at the stop and shop in Ridgefield I'm like good lord like they do like the zone pricing and uh
1: yeah I've noticed that yeah that's like, a real thing milk would be like three dollars in Bridgeport it's like five in yeah Westport.
2: I'm like what the even when I was living How in Ridgefield like where, where I grew up was like kind of close to the Danbury line so we were just as close to the Danbury stop and shop as the Ridgefield one and we go to the Danbury one because it was cheaper like the, it's just cheaper based on where it is that's crazy yeah
1: It's got a monopoly on
2: groceries Yeah I love grocery shopping That's like my thing It's my safe place
1: (laughs) Cart or basket?
2: I'm a cart guy a cart guy Always? Always Yeah I'll get like If I'm not getting a lot I'll get the the little cart Yeah If I go to my kid And just grab a few things I make him carry the
1: basket Cause Mm. you're eight now You're a man yeah like,
2: It's different with girls If this
1: was the middle ages You'd be a quarter Through your life Yeah you know?
2: I see like my My friends who have Who have sons And like it, Parenting with boys Is very different I feel like it's a Different experience I'm not like I try to never be Hard on my girls really
1: Yeah I mean like I'm not really hard On my kid But I don't let him like Do whatever he wants Yeah You know He, he knows I mean He knows the line yeah. Like he knows what you do that you don't do this. Like we were talking about the Fortnite earlier. He loves Fortnite. Yeah. Loves the game. And he asked me Get the out there, man. He try was, harder. He was like, <laughs> Do you think I'm good enough to play in the World Cup? I said, No. No. I'm like, no, we're we'll <laughs> playing for like nine hours a day. Yeah. I was like, You can play as much as you want. I was like, You just gotta do your homework and stuff first. Yeah. You get that done, dude, I could care less if you play do yeah, all night. 10, 3 in the morning. School stuff. And he's like, All right. <laughs> cool. Enough said. Done, done. done here.
2: It's a good deal. Just Win
1: me three million dollars. <laughs> right? Remember who bought you your Xbox.
2: <laughs> you know? Best investment ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, had, I had a friend who uh, was like, I think he was ranked number one in the world at a point online in Gears of War. That's cool. When I was in college, when that meant nothing, and he made zero dollars off of it. Yeah. Um, but like, he would just play constantly. I think he like, I don't even know if he was going to classes. Um, can't be at that No, he was just like doing tons of blow and <laughs> just playing Gears of War.
1: Well, that's how you get good at anything. <laughs> yeah, but he was nasty.
2: He was always nasty at those games. He used to play uh, like the Medal of Honor games, like the PC ones. Yep. And was filthy. Like,
1: yeah, I have a buddy who was ranked top 10 in the world in Call of Duty hmm. and top 20 in the world in Madden.
2: Wow. That's crazy.
1: And he would just beat anybody. Didn't yeah. And he played on, like, a moderate
2: or smaller. Madden is, like, the way they are now. Like, there's so many ridiculous controls and audible things you can do in that game. Yeah. That, like, I don't even understand, like, the first thing about. It's um, insane. And it's been like that for a while. I when I was in college and I graduated in 2007. Um, one of the...
1: That was when they took drastic turns. Yeah.
2: But even then, the, the game was, like, super. You could do all sorts of defensive shifts and stuff. Yeah. And uh, there was one of the campus safety officers. And this guy was, like probably in his 50s, I would guess. But he was like the Madden guru. Like, he would come in and bust you in your room, like, with beer. And then he'd be like, oh, is "I was that Madden? He's like, I'll play you. <laughs> like, he'd be like, if you beat me, I won't write you up. He'd be like, all right. And he would just trounce everyone and write everyone wow. up. <laughs> he was he probably so, practiced. But just he knew for all that. the shifts and stuff. He like He was would
1: practice just for that so he could plus
2: kids. Dude, he killed everyone. He was, uh, it was Officer Pat from Franklin Pierce College. And he was... Uh, Unbeatable at Madden. I've never seen anything like it. It was like an old man.
1: <laughs> it was bizarre. That's amazing.
2: Uh, my game was uh, the earlier Tony Hawk pro oh, skaters. Oh
1: man, those were good.
2: Um, until it got really like the later ones where it was like slow mo, like make your own flip trick. I, yeah, I didn't like much. those. But uh, the earlier ones,
1: like Pro Skater One, Two, and Three. I, f-
2: I feel like if there was like a national like tournament, I I would I could have competed in that. That was like the one game I, I, I back, trounced. Anyway, no one's beat me in that game.
1: I look back and I'm like man, fuck my parents for telling me stop playing and go outside. Like, look, I could have won you $3 million, mom. <laughs> she didn't have to let me play yeah, Call right. of Duty. I had to go to bed Yes. Yeah. school.
2: You told me to play soccer because it was <laughs> healthy. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it would turn into this, but I've been in the gaming like since the the early early days. Um, not like the Coleco Vision that was before my time, but like I remember for Christmas when I was probably like three, we got the original Nintendo with the Duck Hunt, Mario Brothers, and then we got Ice Hockey.
1: Yeah, I got lucky. My dad was a gamer. Oh yeah. So like I remember for as long as I can remember, it's always been video games around. He used to play like Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. He was a big uh, Castlevania guy. And then we got to Sega, and that's <laughs> that's when I got hooked. Yeah, Sonic and all that stuff. I
2: got hooked on the the straight Nintendo.
1: I was never, I never, I didn't have a Nintendo for myself until '64, and then I I never had a GameCube, and people always yell at me for it.
2: I never had a GameCube either. Because I, I was like, oh. I jumped back and forth. A lot. I never had a Super Nintendo. Yeah, I had That was cool. A, I had a Genesis.
1: Genesis is awesome.
2: Genesis was legit.
1: I have the the classic one. Oh, yeah. The classic Genesis, yeah.
2: Does it have, like, Streets of Rage?
1: It does have Streets of Rage. They're making a new one. Are they? They're making it with Streets of Rage 4. Damn. Brand new. And it's going to be, like, the same thing, side scrolling, old school style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I need that.
2: Oh, you know what game I used to be obsessed with in college too? It was Tekken Tag. Yeah. Tekken Tag? Hell yeah. I still play Tekken to this day. Me and one of, uh, one of my buddies in college used to play that sh- for like eight hours a day. <laughs> we both got nasty, but uh, we'd have like s- strict rules to be like you only pick two random characters, like you yeah, legit like that. But uh, you get very good. But I used to put in hours and hours. Yeah, like,
1: I, I'm part of um, me and a couple buddies. A buddy of mine started a, an online gaming community called Gamer, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, invited me to it, and I liked it, and I got involved with him and now we're uh, we're running like tournaments and stuff. We got like a Tekken tournament coming up, and all oh, that so sweet. It's awesome. That is awesome. But, like, we do like the online streaming, so it's like it's just crazy watching these two dudes who are like disgusting at Tekken, yeah, yeah. just go at it, and That's like they're like, down to like awesome. one hit each, and they double knockout. It's insane.
2: Yeah, people are like real, real. Good at those games. Oh man, Jiver, you, you must have played Smash Brothers. Yeah. Back in the, the N64 one. Yep. That was like big time when I was like probably 18. Yeah, I have the I have new
1: one. It's crazy.
2: I haven't played anyone any since that one. But They've that was gotten, like all my friends played and we used to go over and do like the four person. It's crazy because
1: they haven't really changed anything. Yeah. Except for the graphics. Like the graphics just get crisper, but I feel like it plays exactly the same as it did on the
2: 64 <laughs> Really? It's just as smooth, and I like the the simplicity of that game. You know.
1: Yeah, it's pure chaos though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you get like a full roster of people fighting, mm. dude, it's just chaos. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. That game insane. is insane. There's so much fun. People flying <laughs> yeah, everywhere. So much fun.
2: <laughs> that game is so much fun. I mean, we used to play <laughs> that for hours. I used to always be the uh, mm-hmm. the red Kirby. I was a Kirby dude. Yeah. I, I was like,
1: played uh, when I first started playing. I would play Captain Falcon just because I liked doing the Falcon
2: punch. Yeah. I got pretty good with Nest too. Nest is good. Once he got his little fireball move down. Nest, they're still is... in.
1: All these ones are still in the game. Yeah, like, And they just yeah. add like new characters and stuff. Nice. Like, they got. I think they had Pikachu in the N sixty four one. Now they have like a whole Pokemon trainer. Mm. He like uses different Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all right.
2: Nice. I see you.
1: <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I can't wait to start podcasting with you. I'm excited. You're an absolute delight to have.
2: I'm excited. It feels good.
1: I hope your surgery goes well.
2: Me too. I'm a little...
1: So we can get you back.
2: A little freaked out about it. Yeah. it would
1: yeah. probably give you a shit ton of material.
2: It's gonna... The fortunate thing, I'm gonna like definitely bring my notebook and take the time to... Because I'm just gonna be sitting in a hospital bed at least for a couple of days probably just watching TV. So at least I get a chance to write, you know? Hell yeah. going to take advantage of that. But, uh... Yeah, I gotta get... Get this thing taken care of. I'll be back in the game, but it's get yeah, uh, in the
1: game. Grab the bull by the horns, I say. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm gonna come back hard. I'm gonna get this uh studio set up.
1: Thunder dads will ride. Thunder
2: dads will ride. Really excited. Again, thunder dads coming out late August. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 2019. 2019. little deep voices. Like, yeah. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> Thunder Dads
2: In a world (laughs) (laughs) with shitty kids. Two dads will rule them all. With their hands covered in shit, shirts full of puke. Thunder dads. August 2019. (laughs) That's it. I'm gonna clip
1: that in (laughs) inside of the (laughs) promo thanks for coming on the podcast
2: uh it's been a delight you're a delight and
1: until the thunder dads rise
2: until the thunder dads ride